This episode of Catch the Craze is brought to you by... We have just a few reasons why you should pick up a copy of this Nearly My Toilet, book number three, I Chihuahua, today. What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we have Mr. D.W. Howard, and we're going to be talking to him about uh, a new endeavor he's got going on. The comic book is called Blood World, and it's from Rain Cross Press. We're going to be talking to him, and we're also going to be talking about crowdfunding. Has crowdfunding become a crutch? We're going to talk about that next, coming up. Let's get it. <laughs> Show for independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your mans, listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to cast the craze. If you are an independent, cast the craze. Making moves on your own, cast the craze. On your grind in the streets, cast the craze. Join the movement. Catch the craze. Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Crazy Podcast. I'm your host with the most sin, the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George the Dreamer, Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. We are live. It is Wednesday, October 19th, 8 p.m. here on the East Coast. Sammy, you got 7 o'clock over there, and you got a, a hoodie. It looks like it's chilly out in, uh, in the Burr. middle of the country. But, uh, but yeah, no, welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone. And uh, thank you for coming on. If you haven't done so yet, before we get going with our guest and our topic for today, please make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. We are on the road to uh, 1,000, and we definitely need you. I think we're at about 640. Um, we're we're The past couple of weeks has gone up. Down, up. I was like, yo, who is like, it, it's like someone like drinking when they're hitting the button, like, Pledge. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Subscribe. Like, subscribe. They probably had a bar teasing. laughing. Like, ha, 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 ha. A lot of teasing. <laughs> a lot of teasing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. And oh. also comment. Comment. Make sure you throw some comments in there. We are oh. live now. So if you're in the chat, say what's up. If you're yes. watching us on YouTube, if you're on, uh, on, on Facebook, on Twitch, wherever you are, thank you for coming on. And make sure you hit the bell so that you know when we are going live. Which you know it's normally either Tuesdays or Wednesday evenings, uh, but definitely on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. for the morning brew with the crazy crew. So we'll be talking tomorrow morning to you guys about another topic uh, that Sammy had on Monday. So yes. yeah, we got a lot going on. We're gonna get into some of the things that we're doing now. But yeah, man, say what's up, Sam. Say what up, brother. Hello. <laughs> what's, up? Right. Right. what's up everybody everybody <laughs> I was like, how you doing uh yeah what's up <laughs> it's uh yeah this morning i woke up i opened up yeah because our bedroom we have a door to the yard from our bedroom and um so you know i usually open the door let the dogs out when i opened that door jack frost came rushing in i was like what the hell i said did the clock just move to december where did this frost come from and so, 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 you, so you've been so you've been out there in Texas for what a uh -huh. year now? A year there, yeah. Yeah. What what was your first winter like? Like, was it as cold as it is over here in the Northeast? Yeah. So we don't Texas don't get snow; they get ice. So you know, oh, it's yeah. a, <laughs> nice. Texas, Texas is on a whole nother level. Uh, it's like uh, the verge of the apocalypse. I don't know what it is over here. <laughs> the weather is crazy. But yeah, it was last year. It was ice. Um, it was there were cold days. Like you start off in the morning. Um, 
chilly. Then you get warm during the afternoon and then plummets at night. Um, But this was last year. I was here this time and it didn't start getting cold till November. I mean, yeah. And we're in October. We're not even Halloween. And and so I was talking to my father-in-law and he said that, um, are you cold yet? I was like, well, yeah. How'd you know? He goes, I saw it on the news. I said, well, I haven't watched the news in ages because of all the propaganda. So I didn't even know that, you know, death is coming our way. Right. <laughs> right. What is it? Uh, what did he call those guys? The, the walkers, the white walkers. The white walkers. Uh, <laughs> and they were coming my way. I didn't Winter even know they were there. Coming. You know, he was standing out there on his horseback. <laughs> He's just outside my door. I was like, burn this. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's man. crazy! Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it is getting it is getting very, very chilly here too in New York. It's it was it was cold this morning. I mean, it it, it warmed up in the uh, in the afternoon, and now it's gotten a little chilly again. But you know, it, it's it's we expect that here in the in the Northeast. So we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how the rest of the of the uh, of the winter goes, or even the fall. I mean, we, yeah. we may just go right into winter. I don't know, but that, you can definitely feel it. You definitely feel the difference. They're already saying that Texas is going to have the – see, last year was supposed to be the worst winter ever. And now they're saying this year is going to be the worst. Thank goodness I installed the generator because, you know, that, you know so I told my wife, let's just stock up on rice. <laughs> I said, I can, I can go with rice, bro. You Sounds know, like a true Puerto Rican, bro. That's let's it. just stack up on rice. That's all I need to get by. That's it. Uh, I know. Straight up rice. White rice. I don't care. No, that's, that's it. it. White rice. So you, you cook your, your rice in oil or in butter? None of the above. What do you cook it in? Just water? Just water. Wow. Sea salt and water. That's it, bro. Sea salt. So what I water. do is I warm up the pot first. And then I dry throw in the dry rice before I put in the water. And I let it get a little toasty. And then I drop in the water. And then it comes out. Yeah. Now, I, I gotta throw in the rice, the water, a little, little bit of oil. I don't do just any of that. Let, let it like just go in there, soak it up, and then you know, a little yeah. bit of salt. Bam, you're good to yeah. go, brother. And then white rice with uh like four eggs over easy. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the delicious. Yeah, don't sleep, don't sleep on that egg and rice. Don't sleep on that. <laughs> It's the bomb. Oh, yeah, yeah, there. Oh, it'd be nice with the you know you have the the the, the eggs over easy with white rice with maduros on the side, oh, which is sweet bananas, fried sweet bananas. What? And if you have the you have the you call it lattes, we call it cafe con leche. You you got that on the side. It's over. It is over. Yeah, man. Don't sleep on that. Let's That's a man. meal. Oh, then if you get if you get the freshly baked bread with the butter. Now that's it. It's heaven. That's it. That's the icing of the cake. Bread and butter, bro. Bread and butter. You can't go wrong with bread and butter, brother. No bread and butter. Listen, I'm coming in a little grainy on your side, guys. If that's the if you if you notice that, it's because um, apparently my uh, my building has decided not to pay for their for their uh, Wi-Fi. And so, is what happens when you rent from Jack on the Block. That's what it is, bro. That's what it is. Don't 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 let the pretty picture behind you fool you, man. I'm in the hood. Um, but uh. But yeah, brother. So speaking of, I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Let's go with bread and butter. Speaking of bread and butter, uh-huh. right? Yes. Right now, you're in the middle of a campaign. We're the Are last. You getting some butter. You getting some of that bread? Oh man. Tops in the Bronx. Tops in the Bronx. Bengasaki. So anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so we moved up. We moved up. We had a, a bunch, a couple of pledges to lay. So I'm hoping with the Yay. last 23 hours of the campaign. So uh, what is that? Yay! Right. And so um, I got today. It came. So if you wanted to know, Sam keeps talking about this three cover spread of duties monsters on Planet Cthulhu. Yeah. I'm real real quick, Sam, me. before you continue, huh? are they um, all bagged and board? Oh yeah. <laughs> They're all back and forth. Yeah, just because yeah. you're getting a lot of glare and I we can't really see the pictures. Yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. The, oh, is it? Oh, never, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of the plastic, the plastic um, is not letting you. Yeah. You're still getting it, but go ahead. Go, go for it. Go. Continue the pitch. Toma, look at this. Yeah. So this is a three-cover spread of Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. Uh, so I'm going to make sure I got the order right. This goes here. No, this goes. This goes. Yeah, this goes this way. And this goes this way. <laughs> so if you want to know what the three covers look like, this is what they look like. Um, for and, and there's the you know bang, dong, dong, there, ding, with the damn glare. There it is. Bah! 
There it is. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, there's the three cover spread. So this is available on the campaign. Get it now. This is going to go fast. Um, and not only that, I also got the sketchbook edition. So if you want to commission sketch cover, here's the duties monsters on planet Cthulhu sketch cover. That's also available. Um, I'm excited about that. I, you know, I was like a kid in the candy store when they, when they finally delivered. I was like, yes. So like I said before, there is no risk to you. I went and spent my own hard-earned money and printed everything so that way I can avoid the rush for the holiday season and ship it to you guys. So at, all I'm waiting is for uh, 14 days until I get paid back, and then I'll ship it to you guys, and um, you'll get it before Thanksgiving, before the holidays. And so if you're looking to get the Christmas present for your for your nieces and nephews or whatever it is, there's Nailed in My Toilet, there's Duties Adventures, there's also Duties Monsters on Planet Cthulhu, and the shirts. The shirts seem to be a, a hit. I mean, I've, there's been a lot of shirt orders, so that's pretty cool. So I would love for you to get a copy. Um, there's still 23 hours left. Let's end on a high note. Um, we already have more backers than the second issue, um, but we're still less than the first issue. So I would love to get as close to that first issue backer count. And remember, we're 22 backers away from unlocking four digital comic books by three different indie creators jd calderon jd rosario and um daphne lage plus a print for me so you're getting five free things if we get to 75 backers guys so i'm excited about that let's get that light back on Bang. um there it is there shall be light and so yeah yeah so i'm excited it's we're done to the we're down to the wire to the wire to the limit, to the world. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. And then this weekend, um, you're making an appearance oh. at Cowtown. Uh, Friday, Cowtown. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Saturday and Sunday. I got to okay. be there early, 7 a.m. on Saturday because there's no setup the day before, which sucks. Um, so, And they open the doors at 9.30 in the morning on Saturday. So it takes me about an hour and a half to set up because I got you know a big display. So I have to get there. It means I have to leave here at six in the morning. Sucks. It feels like I'm going to work. And uh, so, yeah, so uh, Countdown is going to be fun. Um, I'm going to have everything there. Um, uh, not only Disneyland in my toilet, but Forbidden, the graphic novel, free prints with every purchase of the graphic novel. You know, there's going to be Duty's yearbook. If you're an artist or if your kid's an artist, come to the table. Do a quick sketch in Duty's yearbook of your version of Duty for a free bookmark or sticker, whichever you prefer. It's going to be fun. I'm looking to have a really good event and then meet up with like yeah, Paul Gomez and Lori Calcaterra. And uh, so it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of indies there that I know. So it'll be cool. Yeah, no, it's cool, man. The, the, it looks like the uh, the community, the indie community in uh, in Texas is uh, is pretty oh, it's, it's large. It's a large community and, and, and you know, seems to be tight. Um, so big shout out to Lori Cucatera who has a Kickstarter right now. If you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, Path of the what is it? Death, uh, what is it? Path of the Pale Rider. Pale Rider, yes. Path of the Pale Rider. It's on right now. Bougie Boo Circus by Paul Gomez is on. You, I'm sure you can find it on his website. So check that out. Um, but also, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you go to getyourmeds.com for some of my uh, apparel. I got some T-shirts. I got some comics. I got all kinds of stuff. Also, I wanted to just uh, take the time right now real quick to just give a shout out to Wayward Raven Media, who also have a Kickstarter right now. It's called We Suck at Comics. Uh, that's their anthology. Yeah, they have tons that. of yeah, tons of artists that are involved. Our good friend and, uh, and, and buddy of the show here, Sebastian Bonet, has his book in that anthology, which I lettered for him. So if you guys haven't done so yet, go to Kickstarter, We Suck at Comics, an anthology about rejection. Uh, check that out. They are doing pretty well. They're almost, they're at 49 backers, 2,200 bucks, and they have 28 days to go. So yeah, I just wanted to give them a quick Oh yeah. I, do, I also want to shout out um, Planer Jeans on Kickstarter. I mean, they, they, they're, they're on, they're on fire, but uh, we're cross promoting. Um, uh, he's 381% funded. I mean, he's always, his campaigns are always on fire. So his goal was 1700. He's got 6,500 in 216 backers, but shout out to David Wilburn. Um, you know, cause he hit me up. He says, Hey, do you want to crush my mall? I said, sure. I mean, your bank account exceeds mine. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll take that one anytime. Thank you so for the support. Thank you for looking out for the little guy in the back seat. Um, so yeah, so that was dope. And, uh, yeah. And so, and JD Calderon. I'm sorry, JD Rosario. We're also cross promoting. Ori Kakatera, we're cross promoting. Um, um, so I just want to give a shout out to all these guys and gals. Yeah, big shout out. Big shout out to everybody. 
and Kickstarter, crowdfunding. That's a good segue to the topic of the night on Word. Get Your Meds. Yeah, but I, I'm, I feel like my, I got the sniffles. It's time for your medicine. Has crowdfunding become a crutch? Hmm. <laughs> wow. Has it become a crutch? Interesting. So just so you guys know, we are your what up, kid? Um, so we are doing a, a live version of our pre-recorded shows that we normally do. From now on, this is what we're gonna sure. do. We're gonna come at you guys live with topics. So the first, I don't know, 15 minutes will be us just doing our thing, 15 minutes of topic, and then our, our guest is gonna come in. This is where we would love for you guys to come in and tell us what you, how you feel or whether you agree or disagree with the topic that we're going to be talking about. Tonight, the topic is just that, crowdfunding. And how reliable have we become? We become, as indie creators, and I'll say, I say we because I'm also an indie creator, have we become too dependent on crowdfunding? Alive and being fly. <laughs> have we become too dependent? Have we you know, become a thing where like, all right, you know what? We're going to not go into the stores. We're not going to care about that. It's going to be about the next Kickstarter. Two months from now, three months from now, the next Kickstarter. What's going on, Gil? Is it, has it become a crutch? You know, have we ignored everything else that we should be doing? What do you think, Sam? What do, we, what do you think the, the, the status <laughs> of the industry as indies is right now? What are you, what are you seeing out there? I think... Um... Uh, I'll give two perspectives. My personal perspective has become a burden because it takes up a lot of time, right? Mm -hmm. um, um, so, which is why I'm working hard on the back end to try and uh, to try to not have that be a crutch for me. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, um, I really want to do the grassroots stuff, go out in the field, go to comic cons, do book fairs, do all these things, so I don't have to depend on launching something on Kickstarter because it's it's three months of your time, you know, before middle and end, you know, and you're constantly worried about this thing. Um, and so that's from my perspective. What I see is I still see the same mistakes that we were told when we first got into the game of the things to avoid where people were just racing to Kickstarter, half-baked launching stuff because they think they get, they're automatically going to get funded. So I think that there's a lot of different, um, um, uh, it's become a, a way for indies to learn the marketing and get this stuff out there to a virtual audience. Yes. But I think you need to, I think um, you have to have a balanced approach. So, yeah. So I think on some cases you'll see where that's all people do. There's no other presence anywhere else, but it's just constant Kickstarter um, or, and they, or they don't even do events or they don't even try to get into stores. They're just worried about Kickstarter. For me, on the other end, um, that's not the end or be all. The end game for me is brick and mortar. The end or be all is a, a build of a community that um, loves what I do, loves the projects, and want the consecutive issues, the follow-up issues. So, uh, yeah, it all depends. It all depends on on whose perspective you ask. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, and this is why I like doing this. Um, yeah, this is why I like doing like what we're doing now, where it's live, because we can get a big shout out to you, Sebastian. Thank you for coming on and, and, and giving us your perspective. Because sometimes, you know, I, I feel like we need different perspectives from from a younger creator, because you know, or, or older creators. I think that for me and, and for you, I still think we 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 work uh, we work in the in in the uh, print. We still think in print media. We're still thinking comic book stores right and like so the question is and i hope so i hope they do how much longer do we think that that's going to be around is it sustainable is print media still something that's going to be around because if it's not then kickstarter or these crowdfunding camp campaigns and these you know things on the on the internet are kind of like the wave of the future this is how people are going to consume the media right so we need we have to kind of find a way to attract that audience to me personally i think crowdfunding is one way to reach your audience it shouldn't be the end or be all right. right it should be a way to grow a fan base just like getting into a stores for us was just like going to conventions is 
uh, for us and other things. But I think that when we just strictly do that, and some people are very lucrative at <laughs> doing it, you know? Oh, yeah. So, some people, I mean, Brian Polito, he kills it every oh, time. Bro, every single time. But I think that he still is being published, right? Like, he's not, that's not all he does. He does other things, right? Other than, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's still, his stuff still gets published uh, outside of crowdfunding. I think he's still. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, so he, it, the books are available. I think crowdfunding is a way to, to pay for the printing. And all the other stuff that they do. I mean, he each time he he launches a campaign, he gets closer and closer to a million dollars, oh, dude. And and I think that that's what we have to try to avoid, so that it doesn't become just a crutch, and that's all we're gonna do. I think we need to work beyond uh, the crowdfunding campaigns. Yeah, let uh, me just flip some yeah, comments. Yeah, so some have to figure out a happy middle that works. Mm -hmm. Webtoons and global comics are tackling digital, helping peeps move from print. And then Gil says, uh, printed comics are way better than this. I agree 100%. There's nothing like holding a comic in your hands. I think they do it, but then clicking on an arrow. You know, it's the next page. It, it, dude, it, it is very frustrating to click. I mean, you know how many times I have to turn my phone sideways to be able to read the entire page? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, sure, you can read it like this, but like, I have to turn it sideways, man, and zoom it in and stuff like that. And then you don't get to appreciate. So it's a different way to consume it. Me, and I agree with you, Gil. Personally, I don't. I prefer the printed media. I prefer it. I'm just afraid that I don't know how much longer that's going to be around. But I don't think. See, see, I think it's generational too. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the the yeah. new generation really appreciates a physical copy of anything. Everything Correct. for them is virtual. It's meta. It's mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so it's, I mean, even cool. even when it comes to, I mean, it's the bare minimum. Even when they're furnishing their their their, their apartments, you know, they 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 rather focus on. You know the metaverse and this 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 false reality. Um, let me see. What we got here? So print is still a great media, but some artists can't afford print. If you can build the digital fans, you can then entice them with a printed version. Yeah, I think you have to have both. You have to have a balanced approach. Um, but that's why. And same thing. Like I said, you have to have. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Kickstarter isn't the end all be all. Um, uh, crowdfunding isn't the end all be all. And you have to be able to have a multi-prong approach to how you're going to get your product out to the masses. If you're focused, remember, Kickstarter is, is 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 a small population of people. But how many times you go to conventions and 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 I can tell you, like two out of three people don't even use Kickstarter. They go to comic shops and conventions, right? So there's still a population of people out there that don't even know about that stuff, right? So you you have to keep that in mind um, and not be so singular in your approach. We got crowdfunding is good way to launch your creations, but it should not, it should not be something that yet yeah, creators continue to. Yeah. And if you collect the stories in the graphic novel, you can get it more. Yep. I absolutely agree. Floppies are dying well, out. And, and it's, it's pretty much because of what you said um, to that. See bass is because it's expensive to print, which is why these crowdfunders help print those single issues. But like Gilbert, like you said, bro, like I don't think that we should just be married to that no. because I, I believe that there is such a thing as as just crowdfunding fatigue, bro. Like people yes. eventually will get tired of just, yo, dude, I just don't have money this month to or, or this, you know, whatever to put, because especially around this time of year. Because this time of year, people are getting ready for the holidays, and people are. are, are and this time of year, there's a lot of launching crowdfunding. This is why I wanted to take November, yeah. December off. I was like, I don't want to, you know, I want to, I want to end it in October, get it over with, and then just ride out the holiday season because I know people are overwhelmed, and I know this, and I know right now the floodgates are going to open with crowdfunding campaigns. But I see, I, and I don't get that. I don't understand why crowdfunding campaigns are, are the most popular now when people, I think. I wouldn't spend that that much money on crowdfunders at this point. Uh, if you look at all, I mean, just go to Facebook, the the, the Kickstarter groups. You're going to see how many are launching in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, no, they, they, I mean, yeah, Kickstarters are always launching, bro. Like yeah, yeah. you see that every yeah. month. There's a there's a kick. I I just think that this time of year, it's tough to make to make the money. I mean, I think you have to have an incredible product. You have to have an incredible following for you to be successful. And a lot of that is built, like you said. A month, two months, three months in advance. Yeah. Uh, before they even launch. I agree. It's a great tool, Gil. It's just finding the happy middle. 
is trying to figure out audiences and building up fans. And David says, I love holding a comic. One of my upcoming comics has a four-page fold-out battle splash. Oh, wow. Nice. Hey, remember those four-page pull-ups? Yes. The impact yes. print can never be duplicated. Yep, no, I agree. And right. crowdfunding should be done around text. <laughs> yeah, yes. 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 Yeah, Another is. downside. What's up, Daphne? Another downside of Kickstarter is finding is that I don't have the energy to do the amount of campaigns needed to release all the books yes. I want to. Yep. And Gilbert says, I think creators should use crowdfunding until they fully understand the business side of publishing and then make attempts to do it on their own. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just unfolding apart. Uh, after five campaigns, yeah, but you guys, you guys are on a whole nother level with your campaigns. Unfolding apart uh, at five campaigns. Um, yeah. That's, that's a lot. I mean, I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. You lot, know, yeah. you know, it, it's meant it's a mental head game. Um, uh, it's exhausting. I know. Um, you know, I know. you feel like, yo, I'm not doing enough. So you wind up doing more, you, you know, you, you know what it is. And I think it's because you always want to be better than your last campaign. Yes. You always want to beat your last campaign. So that's the pressure you put on yourself yeah. because then you start thinking, okay, what did I do wrong on the other campaign or what can I do better on this campaign? And it's a constant battle to get better, to compete with yourself, which is a good, but you beat yourself up so bad. That like what Daph was saying, five campaigns a year, that's a lot. That's almost like, you know, a book every two, every, every two months or whatever. So yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot, you know. I mean, I'm only doing I'm doing four a year. Uh, and months, just right? the, you know, that, which is why I needed I needed the holiday, I need the holiday season to detox. I listen, I did one and I was done. And now it's about just using what what I what I learned from it, completing what I have to complete, and maybe next year. Maybe another another one with maybe another title that I want to do. Um, but yeah, no, I I just I just think that talking about crowdfunding and and how it can become a crutch and it's not just a crutch but a burden, you know, to, to some extent. Also, we have to be careful with that. And I think that we, like Gil said, and a lot of the people, in, you know, it's it's just a means to an end, and it should not be the end all be all. Right. Uh, yep. Patreon is another way to, to as yeah. an artist, I think as an artist, and I was talking to you about that, Sam, as an artist, that's a great tool. Patreon is another great tool to build a fan base and see if your fan base is willing to throw some money at you because they love your art. You know, it's, it's a good way to gauge uh, where your, where your fan base is. Um, yeah. But again, that, that's, a, it's about producing. It's about producing content. And that thing, that's the main thing is make sure that you continue to produce content. And where you put it, how you put it out there, that's up to you. But I don't think that that you know a crowdfunder should be the only way for you to do those things. I think you should, you oh. should look other other ways, yeah. other avenues. Yeah, kind of, you know, yeah. That. I think that's the biggest thing. It's one of the things I I've been looking at is my 2023 strategy, and it's really it's really about grassroots. It's really about community. You know, it's really about getting out there and um, getting the brand out there. And um, you know, crowdfunding it helps. Um, to get a small collective of eyes on it, but it's not going to get me to where I want to go um, long term. Yeah, it? Instagram has has introduced one now too. Uh, patrons, if you draw a page a week or by weekly, I'm sure patrons will happy to. Hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you should, you heard about that? Instagram has introduced that feature now, where you can subscribe, like you have subscriptions on oh. Instagram. Yeah, they yeah, keep sending. Yeah. I haven't even looked at it. They said you um you I can. Know. They send that haven't stuff done it yet. Yeah. yeah, they send that stuff all the time. Yeah, no, thank you guys for for the uh for the feedback and for you know getting involved in the conversation. We appreciate. It. That's what we want to do with these uh, topics. Uh, but yeah, no, Earth. so that that that's good stuff. Good stuff. It's good stuff. So now what we're gonna do is gonna remind everybody out there who's watching in silence. If you haven't subscribed to Catch the Craze, why you should subscribe to Catch the Craze. And but you're not gonna listen to us because who wants to hear from us? Hear from our previous guests. And then when we come back, we're bringing in DW Howard onto the show. So here we go. It's Monty Moore. I'm a 30-year comics veteran in comics, games, and movies. And you've been watching one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Catch the Craze. You are watching Catch the Craze. What am I listening to? And you're listening to Catch the Craze. Where are all the indies at? A Catch the Craze podcast. What are you watching? I'm watching Catch the Craze. What are you going to do? Subscribe now to Catch the Craze, the number one show online for independent. Have you subscribed to? You are an independent. Catch the Craze. Making moves on your own. Catch the Craze. On your grind in the streets. Catch the Craze. Join the movement. 
DW in the house. What's hey, up? What's, what's going on, guys? And uh, <laughs> just so you know, I was listening before. Uh, you got the left coast covered now, too, because I'm in California in 90-degree heat. And out here, for, for us Mexicans, we took our rice in uh, chicken broth. So, oh, you know, oh <laughs> my grandmother did that. Yes, my grandmother does that. All right, so, all right. You know, we got it all covered here. So yeah, yeah, we're all over the country right now, bro. We from the east, from the east to the west coast. Oh man, yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> D.W. Howard, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on, sir, and talking to us about your creative uh, journey, your your stuff that you're working on, um, that you're going to be launching pretty soon on, you know, a crowdfunding uh, platform, not Kickstarter in this case, but Indiegogo. Uh, yep. which is the other one that's out there. Ring Cross Press is the company. Blood World is the book. But before we get into your into your your your, um, your books and your company, just introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us who you are and, uh, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm D.W. Howard. I'm a, my name is David. Um, I go by the handle NIM. Most people know by NIM, Nemesis. I write for Comic Crusaders. I also write uh, comments for another company, which I think you guys know, uh, ASAP Imagination. So Paul Hayden, uh, I write OPSEC for him. And uh, I'll give a little plug because he'll be happy with me. Uh, OPSEC 2 just came out this month. So it's on sale right now. So you can go check that out. But uh, yeah, um, I'm a writer. Uh, I'm, I don't have the artistic skill you guys do. The best I could do is draw SpongeBob and stuff like that for my kids. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I write. And uh, I write comic books, but before you know, I started writing comic books, I've been a writer for about 40 years, uh, writing short stories, uh, horror stories. I wrote my first horror story when I was eight. So, uh, you know, and uh, I've got a book coming out later this year. Uh, uh, it's a psychological, like uh, a paranormal thriller uh, coming out. And uh, yeah, I just, I love to write. And so Blood World, it came out of my imagination. I'm one of those... Uh, you know, guys that it's like anal. I mean, I have to admit it. I'm anal about writing down history and, and coming up with long, long histories. And I wrote 80 pages of history for this world before I even thought about doing anything with it. And and so that's the kind of things that I like to do. So. Gotcha, but, gotcha. And, and, and I do have to ask, uh, DW, what was your first horror movie that prompted you to write a horror story at eight years old? Like, what 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 were you watching when you were a kid? Oh, man, there are two. There's two that I remember as a kid that really got me into horror. Uh, first was an old one. I don't know if you guys would know this, but uh, Wait Until Dark, starring Audrey Hepburn. Uh, wow. Great, great movie. Um, kind of scary. It's not a classic horror movie. And then the other one um, was uh, The Exorcist. You know, right. yeah. Uh, we, yeah. So actually, I, I have a podcast called Cinema Crusaders, and it's one of those foundational horror movies. We talked about it. Yeah. Uh, we do, we were doing Halloween movie madness, and we we talked about The Exorcist. So yeah, I love awesome. that movie. That one in The Omen scared the hell out of me as kids, you know, and I loved it. So I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you I don't yeah. know if you heard I don't know if you heard of this movie uh, DW called The Entity. You ever heard of The Entity? I it, have. It, 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 it was I about. It, it was about this woman who was haunted by this by this ghost and it it, it like it would like um just do terrible things to her and, and i remember watching this thing as a little kid and i was like oh hell no like that is insane and i've loved horror movies ever since i was a kid my my my, my problem with horror movies today is that they don't scare me enough anymore you know what i mean like everything is gore and it's not like the psychological fear that 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 i used to have as a, as a kid you know what i mean yeah and and for fear of getting off track because you could get me talking about horror movies forever but uh, you know um like i said you know opsec is out and one of the things in in opsec is uh this is this team i love the x-files and they're a paranormal investigation team for the government but they got one of their partners as an evil doll that's possessed and all of that came out of something that scared the hell out of my brother and i in the 70s which is this movie called magic starring mm. anthony hopkins and short story here real quick is that there was this uh the commercial for that would come on and my brother would scream in fear every time coming on because it's just this marionette with these evil eyes talking Ooh. and my mom had these old dolls that were broken in the back of our house and so you go down there and and the light was off in the hallway and you'd walk with your back to these dolls 
and the eyes were broken and they flip open and you could hear them. And we would just tear ass out of the back, man. And so like, can you imagine being like seven years old? You hear these dolls' eyes open behind you with a dark hallway. It was just, oh, forget about course, it. You know? so. Oh, man. Oh, that's up. Hey, what's going on, man? No, uh, I haven't seen Smile. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. That was no, for you. That was the question yeah, was, for was for you. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie yet. I got to check yeah. that out. I'm, I'm actually, uh, for Comic Crusaders, I'm covering uh, Scream Fest, which is a horror film festival out here in LA right now. So nice. But, so, so I'm kind of like horror movie out at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I knew I was talking about that earlier today. The gentleman just made the comment. He was talking about Smile, how, how creepy that movie is. It's like one of those creepy movies, you know, with that, that whole smile thing. But, but going back to your, to your writing, um, DW, so you've been writing for, for a long time. When did you start writing comics? Like, how was that transition from, like, I guess you were writing prose at the time to into comics? Is that, is that yeah. what happened? Yeah, I've been writing prose for a long, long time. And it's one of those situations where I've been writing, and I was writing either behind the scenes or by a, with a, under a pseudonym. I'd thrown away a bunch of novels, and my wife was finally like, you know, that's it. You're going to put this stuff out there. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. And um, anyway, um, and and... You know, and and I credit, give her all the credit for making me do it, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I was friends with Paul uh, through Comic Crusaders, Paul Hayden of ASAP Imagination. And and he was talking to me one day and we were talking about different things. And I was giving him some ideas and stuff that I was looking at and stuff like that. And he's like, hey, do you want to write a comic book? And I love comics, you know, and I was doing comic reviews. And I said, sure. And I sat down and I started doing world building with him and, and helping, you know, behind the scenes uh, develop the bad guys, you know, some of the bad guys in that world. And I love writing bad guys, you know, a big surprise. I'm a horror writer who likes writing bad guys. <laughs> and um, and so, you know, then that was how it came about, you know, and, and I'd always loved comic books, but I was like, you know, how do I get into that? I was like, I, I you know, because I was thinking, you know, I've read. Uh, Dark Horse, and I've read uh, other indies, and I've read uh, Image and everything, but it was like, it seemed like the kind of thing where you got to know somebody, and then it was like Paul came along and did that, and so I started writing for him, and then I was like, I, I really got the bug for it. I love it, and it's a lot like writing screenplays, which I've done as well. You know, it's very similar, writing the scripts and everything, and so, uh, you know, then it was kind of a, do you guys allow cursing on your podcast? It was kind of like just... Oh, yeah, I was just it, put up. Go ahead. it was excrement or get off the pot, you know? So I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, so You're I writer. was like, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Um, if I'm going to do this, uh, you know, I'm going to do this, you know? So it's like, okay, I'm going to still write books and I'm still going to write short stories and I'm still going to write poetry, but it's like, I love this as well. So yeah, let's do it. And so uh, I've on, on top of writing for Paul and on top of writing books and, writing other stuff in my short time, but uh, my spare time, I was like, it's time for Raincross to become a thing and do this other vision that I had as well, you know? So, cause it's like, if, if this is what you love, you know, you got to do it and, and no one's going to see your stuff if you don't do it and put it out there. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed, man. You have, um, so you have this, you have this, uh, pri you know, company, you know, Raincross press that you starting to, to, to work on. As far as your world building, though, before we even get into that, I know that you said you sat down, you wrote 80 pages of this thing. When you're writing a comic book, um, DW, do you do you sit down and, and basically write almost like a prose and then take that and break it up into panels and then dialogue? Or like, what's your process for writing um, comics? Because I think that everybody's got a different way of doing it. And I always love, I'm always, you know, just amazed by how everybody has a different way to do it, but everybody gets to the, to the final uh, you know, product the same way. So what is your process of, of creating these comics when you're writing? Sure. It really depends. Um, with uh, the ASAP, um, the comments I do for ASAP, uh, I really kind of sit down and I imagine it as a movie in my head and I just mm -hmm. write the whole outline of it. And um, for each panel, I basically write a sentence, you know, and I don't even do the dialogue. I write a sentence and I go through all the panels and all the pages and I see the the what is going on in my head. And then I see the page in my head and I try and see it how, how I want it. And the thing I always tell the artists I work with is like, this is how I see it in my head. You know, you're the artist. It's like, mm -hmm. if you have a better way of doing it, 
you know, we got to talk because we're a collaborative team. And, and I put that at the top of all my scripts, you know. Um, but that's how I do it for, for that because um, it's not my world. I'm playing in Paul's world. And I know a lot of the background for, um, you know, what's going on there. And I have all of that written down in what I call my Bible for my script. You know, and, and that's kind of like how I, I communicate that to the artist and to myself is keeping track of, you know, who all the people are and what's going on and stuff like that. Um, Blood World is a little different because Blood World was, was originally supposed to be a book series. And so for the book series, I wrote all of this history and and, and there's more than just the, the history. I mean, there's technical specs and just a whole bunch of stuff going on. And I got a cat trying to get on screen here. Um, <laughs> and. I wrote all that and then I looked at it and I'm already writing another book series. I was like, I don't really have time to do this book. And, and I've written so much here that it would really be wasted as a book because I'd have a microscope on this one thing, you know? And then I was talking to some friends of mine and other writers and they were like, yeah, we really want to get on the, in on this as well. And I was like, okay. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, I think this would be better for a visual medium. And by this time I was writing comics as well. And I was like, yeah, this, this has got to be a comic, you know? And then, and then I was like, you know, and I kind of evolved my thinking from there because I was like, I've always loved 2000 AD and heavy metal. And uh, I was like, you know what? The United States doesn't have anything like that. We've never done anything like that. I was like, well, damn America, we gotta, you know, we gotta have our own. And, and, and I know that's so that, I mean, they're up here way the hell up here and I'm down here starting off, but it's like, you know, this is the beginning of, of what I hope uh, will be a magazine that people will enjoy. And, and that was kind of idea, the kind of idea is that I've created this Blood World universe. And my tagline for all my writers is, is we've got 300 billion people living in this universe, 300 billion different stories. Tell one, you know, and that's how we're going. So, yeah. I like that. I like we, that. we have a question from uh, a He says, hey, David, compared to other types of writing, like, say, prose, how difficult is comics writing for you? um apples and oranges apples and oranges really uh prose writing takes a heck of a long time um just because of how you do it plus a lot of um the things that i would do descriptor wise that take time for editing and, and thinking about how i want to do mood and stuff like that that slack is being picked up for me by the artist you know, and that's why, you know, the artist writer team is is so important in comics, you know, so uh, I may take three pages to describe uh, a mood or a scene and, you know, a, a series of actions, whereas the artist is doing that for me with, you know, what he's putting on the, or what they're putting onto the panels and stuff like that. So um, but as far as for me personally, um, I, I honestly enjoy writing comics more than I do writing books, not to say that I don't like writing books, but. I think it's more fun because uh, it happens faster for me as far as just natural writing process. Cause I could take what I see in my head and put it right down on the page really quickly. And then I'm one of those weird writers that likes to talk the dialogue as I'm writing it. So I do the different voices and everything while I'm writing. So it was really strange, but you know, there it is. So I, I was going to ask you that about, about the dialogue. You said you write a sentence and then you keep it moving. At what point do you bring in the dialogue? Is it after it's drawn or is it still during the writing process? You just wait till the very end to put it in. It's 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 before it's drawn. It's after I do the outline. So I like to make sure I've got everything there and I've got it so it fits, you know, within the 22 pages and, and, and everything. And then I go back and I flesh everything out. So once I take that one sentence for a panel, then, um, you know, I do a description of the page if I've got a specific layout in mind. And usually that's only if there's like a splash page or I want, uh, for instance, like if I want a character throwing a knife out of one panel and having it splash into a character in another panel or something like that, then I'll make sure I put that in there. But, you know, I flesh out all those panels and everything, and then uh, I write the dialogue at the same time. So basically I'm just getting the story out of my head and onto the page so I know what's going on. And then I go back and, and I put the beat on the bones, so. Sounds good, man, sounds good, sounds good. So tell us a little bit about, about blood work, man. Blood work number one. I know you mentioned, you you, you said the word magazine. Um, <laughs> is it gonna be that, is, is, are you calling it a magazine because of the size of the book or are you gonna have articles within it? What What's what's it, blood work gonna look like? Well, it's it blood world. Um, and blood it's world, gonna I'm be, sorry. yeah. 
it's, I'm calling it a magazine because of, of the length. So, you know, um, if you've ever picked up a copy of, of 2000 AD or heavy metal there, you know, we're, when everything gets going, I would like for us to put one of these out quarterly. So every three months, you know, and it's going to take a while for us to get there. I, I know that, but um, each issue is going to be 80 pages long. So um, okay. we're going to have uh, six stories in each issue and then eight pages of additional content. And those could be a variety of different things. And each of the, and the additional content is to like um, give you more insight into what's going on in the world or give you more detail and things like that. So for instance, one of my artists right now is drawing one of the additional pages and it's, it's schematics for a, a suit of battle armor within the universe, you know? And we have a plan that we're gonna do like a big poster with more detail and stuff like that. But you know, that's the kind of thing and then the six uh, stories in each issue. Right now, we're planning on 12 pages for each one. So, so for 72 pages of actual story. But that can, you know, vary uh, depending on who's coming in and out and stuff like that. But, you know, we'll have story arcs that, that conclude and then we'll move on to something else and things like that. But that's the basic plan for Blood World right now. And uh, so that's why I call it a magazine is just because of the length. Um, but Blood World is a is a setting where people are writing stories within that setting. And, and the setting is um, far future. It's the 26th century, uh, 2580, year 2587 specifically in uh, our solar system. And uh, basically, Earth has gone to hell, you know. So and everybody who could get off Earth got the hell off Earth, you know. And there's there's two major factions out there. Uh, one is around Saturn and one is around Jupiter and they are enemies of each other um and the the faction around jupiter is transhumanist so they have incorporated technology in their body and uh basically think game of thrones meets the harkonnens from dune you know and you got a good idea what's going on out there and then the other group they're all about uh genetics and genetic engineering and and harnessing the power of genetics and one of my stories in this is is something called blood about something called blood race and blood race are the assassins and spies for uh this other organization that's around uh saturn and they have the ability to real time change their body and morph their body to do to grow weapons or armor or all sorts of things but every time they do this there's a possibility that they'll do genetic damage to themselves and they could just turn into biological goo you know and just die you know meanwhile on earth you know, uh, all the people that didn't get off Earth or weren't smart enough to get off Earth, they're left there in this crumbling society, and that's going on as well. And so there's these three pillars. And so Blood World is about what's going on there uh, and the individual stories. That's what my other writers are telling is individual stories within this setting, whereas I'm telling the big stories that are driving this setting forward. So one of my stories is about a blood rape assassin, and the other story is about... Uh, you know, the, those Harkonnens that I was talking about, you know, over yeah. there in Jupiter. But uh, it's about the queen and her family. And it's really, really kind of a Game of Thrones type story that I'm telling, you know, but it's in space and far future. And added a little bit of Warhammer 40K as well, because I love 40K. So, <laughs> so, so, so DW, when, when, when you're saying you have other writers that are working on the, on, on the book itself also, do you give them prompts to write within the world or are they free to maybe even create their own characters within that world? What, what are the parameters when you become a writer for a magazine like Blood World? No, I, I gave them a world. I gave them the background and I said, uh, you know, go ahead and tell me what you want to do. And as the editor of the magazine and the owner of the IP, you know, I always look at whatever everybody's bringing in and I, you know, if it's something breaks my world, then obviously we've, we've got to change it. But if, if it's a great new idea, I'm, I'm always open for that and incorporating it into the, the universe uh, that I've created. And, you know, my, my long-term vision for this magazine is that eventually writers will pop off this magazine and either spawn individual titles or go to do other things. And I want this to be a showcase for new writers and new artists to people to come in and, and do their thing, you know, and grow this universe um, and the lore that's along with it, you know, and that yeah. and that's really kind of what I'm hoping for. So sweet. And any any specific reason for the number twenty five eighty seven? Does that number have any significance, or was it just 
Uh, no, it was just random. I mean, I started writing the history and I, and I wanted something far enough out that, uh, you know, the technology and everything made sense. But really, I, I just start I, I started from right now, literally 2022 and started mm -hmm. writing. And I was like, OK, this happened and this happened and this happened. Wow. And um, actually, uh, Paul Hayden's ASAP Imagination, they did a anthology called Perspectives one of the story i wrote a story in there a prose short story and it's a prequel story to blood world and it takes place about 250 years before blood world starts so wow wow awesome how far into into the production process of the magazine are you guys where, where are you as far as producing well we've got all the scripts written for the first issue and some of our writers have really you know gone have really gotten into it and have actually written two or three scripts ahead wow. um and we've hired all of our artists and we actually have artists working on art right now because um like you guys were talking about we're going to do crowdfunding but uh one of the things i want to do is build up you know to go out there and talk about this project so people yeah. would be interested right. in it that's number one number two is like there was no way in hell i wanted to do crowdfunding over the uh holiday holidays right. i was like that is insane <laughs> so I was like, you know, so we're going to do that. We're going to start at the beginning of next year. And uh, funnily enough, tax time, you know, so we'll probably end our campaign right around the first beginning of March, you know, so it'll start in January, you know, middle of January or beginning of February, and then we'll go through March, you know, and that's what we're looking to do because Christmas time, I don't know about everybody else, but we don't have any money in our house for anything else. So, you know, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's what we're planning to do. But we've got artists working right now because I did. Um, yeah, I, I do. And um, I like what's going on with 2000 AD. I'm not reading heavy metal right now. I can't I can't find heavy metal where I'm at at the moment. Mm. So, But I am reading 2000 AD. I've been a big fan of it. I, I like what's going on. Um, I wish they would get back to more judge death with dread and stuff like that. You know, I would mm -hmm. love for them to get back to that kind of stuff. But um, I still enjoy it. I, I enjoy British comics as a general rule, you know? Yeah, Not yeah. that I don't like American comics, but I, I like a lot of British comics. Surprise, mm -hmm. surprise, I work for a British company as well. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so so we're doing that and we've got artists working. And basically what I, the other thing I wanted to do is like, there was no way I wanted to go into a crowdfunding campaign without finished pages of art. We're not gonna yeah. put uh, words on it, but I want people to see uh you know an idea of what's going on and we've got actually um six different art teams working because there's each wow. story is gonna have a different flavor of art and uh you know not only that uh we got some uh we got one big name doing a cover for us i'm hoping to get another big name but if you guys are interested i can tell you what the big name we signed is to do one of our art covers so you know yeah i mean if, if you're free to disclose that information absolutely sure no. yeah uh we we got ben templesmith to do nice. a cover for us so nice. he's going to be doing one of our covers um and i'm talking you know we're going to see about another name but um we may have to wait on that you know to see if we you know once we get funded how much money we have free if we have enough money to afford that guy then you know we'll go with that cover but you know ben ben's cover is going to be one of our stretch goals that we're going to have you know among other things so wasn't he and, like always featured in sketch magazine mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. then he did 30 days a night as well yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah. yeah so we he's going to be one of our uh cover artists on that um and we've got a mix of of new and un, and old artists uh or new and established artists i should say i don't want to offend anybody uh <laughs> working in our magazine so uh we got some artists that you know have done web comics uh that are coming over to do print for the first time and and do something that i i'm really happy with what they're giving us I got a guy who is is fairly new, and then one of our artists is from Mexico who has done stuff for heavy metal. Uh, Miguel Mora is going to be one oh, of our artists, so nice. he's going to be with awesome. us as well. So awesome! Man. Yeah, no, it sounds like 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 a big a big project, but a fun project, and something that is gonna it's something that like you said we don't have um, here. So it's something you're starting something completely different, man. And I, and I congratulate yeah. you for that. It's great. Thanks. And, and a lot of people seem to be really excited about it. And, and, you know, and I hope that, you know, their excitement turns into, you know, more eyes and, and hopefully people wanted to buy the book 
when it comes online, you know, I, I, I completely sympathize with what you guys were saying with crowdfunding. It's like I find myself up at three in the morning thinking about the campaign and it hasn't even started yet, you know, and <laughs> oh, I'm like, just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like it's just a constant thing. And, you know, I will say, though, it's like it's gotten to the point where I write for fun now because it's like writing lets me escape from all of this other stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I hear you, man. I hear you. And so are there plans? I mean, obviously, this is way in the future, but are you going to see how it does on crowdfunding before you commit to maybe a second issue? Or are you thinking, you know what, regardless of how this does, I'm going to continue to build a fan base and continue with issue three because I want this magazine to, to, to take off. Regardless, uh, I want to move forward with this. And um, one of the things I will say is that uh, initially I didn't want to be a publisher. Um, I was going to go with somebody else because I do want to, like you, like you guys were saying, crowdfunding I think is a great tool. And I think mm-hmm. you know it's going to help me get somewhere. But I want it to help me establish the capital so right. that I could do other things. You know, and, um, you know, and obviously it can help you get eyes on your project as well to a certain extent. But I, I, you know, I want I'm I've decided that we're going to publish as well. You know, so we're going to have it through our website. Uh, You know, I would love to get in brick and mortar and that's going to be me working the phones. And then Mm -hmm. I happen to live in the L.A. area. So it's easy for me to go, you know, get my car and drive for an hour and go to like 5000 comic shops. You know, so, you know, I'll be visiting all those and everything. But, yeah, I mean, that's the idea. I mean, and one of my my guys that's in with me, um, we've even talked about I would love with everything we're going we're doing and the setting and everything. I want to do a tradable card game. I want to do a a miniatures battle game, kind of like 40K, but squad based. I would love to do all those things. But those are dreams that are far in the future right now. I'm focused on you know, the campaign. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got all those ideas and and I've kind of got a business model. Well, not kind of, I do have a business model where it's like, we're going to have these issues, but each of these stories has arcs. So once the arc is completed, you know, we'll break that out into single issue floppies or trades and sell those as well, you know, and you have those out there. So, but um, yeah, we're doing all that. And um, I I guess one of the things is that, you know, one of my selling points is that, you know, we're going to plan on selling print, but obviously digital is the future. And so we've already decided, I've already decided that uh, when our crowdfunding goes up, we're going to give everybody out there our 80 pages of content for $10. So, and I don't think you can, I don't think you can beat that price. That's my personal opinion. And I'm kind of biased, but you know, I, I hope that that people will come and check us out and give us a chance for that. So. Yeah, that sounds great, man. That sounds great. Yeah, I think nice. I think you have a great business model in mind. And yeah, I mean, listen, you, you have some time before obviously the end of the year and I know you, you're putting all the pieces in place right now. I love that you have this much already done and I look forward to seeing it. And like we were saying, even before you came on, and I think you, you have my post, I, I, I'm a fan of the print, man. I'm a fan of the print. I, I have to see it in print. So yeah, when this thing launches, man, you know, just let us know and I'm definitely, yeah, $10, yeah. I'm up. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm one, I'm one of those weirdos that likes to smell the ink, man. I go into a, a, a bookstore <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, come on, bring it on, baby. You know, so, you know, I, I think, I, you know, it's probably a generational thing. I think you guys are right. Yeah. It's a little old yeah. school, but man, I, it, not to mention that I, I won't mention my age, but my eyes are starting to go a little bit. So I'm, when I try and read something <laughs> on a phone, I'm like this, you know. So I'm like, telling you, I got I to gotta turn it sideways, bro. I, I can't, can't read it up regular. So, yeah. Are, are you going to be doing any conventions? Um, maybe, I mean, the end of the year is already here, but, like, are you planning anything? Any, right, now, right now, no. But uh, ideally, you know, and, and from my lips to God's ears and fingers crossed, you know, this gets going and everything at the end of next year, I would love to be at a convention uh, selling not only this stuff, but also, you know, hopefully doing some stuff with ASAP as, as well, because um, right. I've got things coming out over there. So I, I, that is my plan is next year, this time uh, I'd love to get to, to LA comic con and even San Diego, you know, that's probably a stretch and get out there and, and sell some of this stuff. Cause we've already got merch. I don't know if you can see behind me, we've got shirts and, and and other stuff that we're selling and we're just going to have more as it comes online like i said we're doing um 
we plan on having as one of our perks on the crowdfunding uh, is having this a poster of one of the battle mechs and having it all schematic out, you know, because, you know, all of us as geeks are nerds. We love looking at that stuff. You know, we love reading. That's it's amazing. like, oh, you know, so, but Hey, you gotta know, you know, it's the kind of stuff that I would pour hours over looking at Star Wars stuff and Star oh, Trek dude, and things like that. <laughs> the, the, the art books on that stuff is just amazing. Just the behind the scenes stuff, you know, you want to know mm -hmm. how the things are made. I think it's just our curiosity, but yeah, no, listen, DW, man, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother, and, and sharing, you know, your vision, your, your ideas. Uh, we're going to have to get Paul out here to the States and, uh, you know, meet somewhere and hang out because Paul Hayden's a great dude. I'm looking yeah, forward to, to working with him on the, uh, on the anthology that we're working on together, Animatronic, which will be coming Absolutely. out at some point once we finish it up. But, uh, yeah, dude. And listen, you're welcome back anytime. I know I know this time before your 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 campaign launches, but for everybody watching, it's gonna be on Indiegogo. There is a sign up page out right now. So links sure in the chat. Yeah, the links in the chat. Make sure you sign up and uh let's get let's get it going, man. Let's get it, let's get yeah. it going, DW. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And um I'd love to be back on, especially when we get into the campaign. And uh if you check out, we've also got a website, you know, uh We've got new art coming on. We've got art designs. And as we start getting uh, finished pages of art, I plan on giving clips of that as well and giving people a preview. In fact, we've got some uh, art pages back already. I wish that I had thought to give them back to you guys, but um, I think people are going to be really happy with it. And uh, so I'm looking forward to getting this on page and getting in front of all of you because, you know, I know you're all going to love it. So perfect. Outstanding. Thanks awesome. for coming on the show. And you know, again, next year when you guys are when you guys are getting ready for the big day, hit us up. Yeah, yeah thank you. And thank you so much, guys. Yeah, yeah. DW, what's your website before you go? Just so that people know. Raincrosspress.com. So we are Raincross Press on Twitter. We're Raincross Press on Instagram. Uh Raincross Press on Facebook. So it's easy to find us all the all the different places. So yeah, come check us out. Absolutely. You got it, brother. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks again, a lot, brother. guys. You got it. Take care, man. All right. So that was a good show. I like his plan. The reason why I like his plan is because is he's taking his time. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. and, and you know you know how many times you know you see people rush to the to the finish line. They're taking their time. They had the landing the landing page. They're promoting the landing page. They're oh, building momentum. It. You know what I'm saying? All the right things. They're doing all the oh, right things. Yeah. Perfect. It's perfect. I think that's what you have to do as an indie. You have to start early. Uh, when you know, start promoting early. It's not that the, the campaign isn't live yet, but he's like, hey, listen, it's coming. You know, I have yes. this idea, and he's having conversations. So he's, you know, you see his face. Oh, that's DW. Oh, you know, drop some great names for covers uh, on 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 the book. So you know that the artwork is going to be is going to be look great. Ten dollars for a book. That's that's incredible for an oh. that size. Eighty pages. That that's unheard of. So, yeah, no, excellent, excellent, excellent uh, chat, and uh, yeah, he was great. And thank you so much for everyone who uh, who you know uh, submitted questions and and got involved. Big shout out to uh, Gilbert. You know, um, obviously, uh, hit creators outlet, um, Mr. Pace. How are you? And uh, Anibal, Anibal Arroyo. Yes, Mr. Royals Compoyos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I love this format. Is the format we're doing going forward? Um, you know, I love the engagement. You know, that's what um, that's what it's all about. And I love the topics. You know, and uh, you know, if you join us tomorrow morning, because you know tomorrow morning is going to be another oh, yeah. uh, great topic. And um, you know, we're going to be talking about you know, you know, online bullying and uh, and how to you know how to combat that and uh, what should you do when when you're the the target of it. Um, you know, so that's going to be an interesting conversation tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, and don't forget, we're down to the last, what, 22 hours, 23 hours? I don't know sure what, 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 and uh, for this, Needle in My Toilet on Kickstarter. And remember, there are two books. There's Duty Part 3, and there's also Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. These are all the three covers. They all connect. These covers connect like, like a puzzle. Uh, so if you want a one, you know, spread, you know, if you're a collector, you get two sets, you know, one to read and one to, to, uh, put on your wall. Um, so yeah, that's available. There's also the sketchbook for duties, monsters on planet Cthulhu plus, um, tons and tons of stuff. And yes, we're down to the final. Thanks brother. We're down to the final 23 hours. 
and they are doing you know and thank you for the our the newest backer while we were live um you know who uh, backed the campaign so you know again I'm looking forward to it you know tomorrow's the morning brew i'll be joining live stream tomorrow as well and i'll be closing out the campaign tomorrow so um and uh i'm excited another one in the books we're almost there you know a few hours left and um uh, yeah and then for, don't forget if you're in texas join me at the cowtown comic con at dallas fort worth um and uh, it's gonna be fun i'll be there paul gomez will be there Lori calcaterra will be there it's gonna be it's gonna be a hoot Big time, big time. And don't forget, if you haven't done so yet, check out Wayward Raven Media. We suck at comics. Sebastian Bonet's book is in there. I lettered it, so check that out. Show some love, some support that way. And uh, yeah, man, that's all I got. We'll see you guys in the morning tomorrow. Yeah. Don't forget, 9 a.m. Eastern yes. Standard Time, 8 a.m. Hit that uh, like Central. button. Yes, hit the like button. Go ahead, Sam, do your thing. Yes, hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Leave a comment below. Tell a friend. Where do all the indies go? Catch the craze, baby. We out. I'm Sam the Crazy Man, Vera. Join the Jima Medina. Peace. Peace. This is TZ Kid Crazy. No, I was talking about my friend, Aquis. I met him. Say my name. Say my name. This is what you were thinking? Oh, Lord. He was grabbing. He said, I'm the. What? You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze.